listen up for this next one. Uh, very exciting topic today. We're talking about tax and accounting. No, seriously, we are. Our next guest is a uh, as he's a CPA. He's a, he's a qualified accountant, but more than that. He's been a very good friend of Anna and I's now for coming up to 15 years. He, at was Anna's first job was working for him when she first left school, um, before she went to university and all that sort of thing. But more importantly, that Spencer, outside of that, he's just an absolute gun uh, in his field of taxation, of setting up businesses, running businesses, helping them keep things compliant, keep things going, helping individuals. Um, you know, in this time of COVID and all these sorts of things, helping people get get through what can be a really tough situation financially as well. He gets some great advice. He gets some great business advice. And advice, mind you, that's free. Advice that, that people out there would charge you four figures just to sit down and have this conversation that we have with him. Uh, he's a CPA. He's a practicing accountant. He's uh, the director of acute finances in Perth. But more importantly, he's just a great down-to-earth guy. And it's a really great free-flowing conversation. So we're just going to dive straight into it. Here is Spencer Broad. You're listening to the Anything Goes podcast. My name is Morgan Richards. And my name is Anna Richards. We are the husband and wife duo in business together who plan on bringing you conversations and inspirations each and every episode. Our mission is not just to motivate and inspire you, it's to push boundaries and challenge the status quo. We aim to bring you humor, depth, differing of opinions and more. But one thing we can promise you is this is the podcast where anything goes. All right, let's do this. Spencer, welcome to Anything Goes. Good to be here. So I am so excited to have you on. For those that don't know, obviously we've just done your introduction. People have already gotten to know you a little bit. Um, But I have known this man and Morg through... um, association actually because he's been with me the entire time since I was 18 and we like when Morgs and I talk about guests that we want on this podcast to challenge the status quo to push the boundaries to have some humor and fun we were like Spence we have to get Spence um, because of just your I call you the savant of business finance and taxation just (laughs) just so you know yeah yeah (laughs) just to like inflate that head um but I think you are amazing at what you do. I've watched you since I was 18. And so, yeah, we're excited to have you on just to help people learn and get some financial literacy and, and have a sexy conversation with about money with an accountant. So, so Spence, you probably, as an accountant, I don't know if you get a lot of requests for podcasts. No. No, uh, I didn't no. think so. So, um, so what we do just to help people get to know uh, the person mm-hmm rather than the accountant or the uh or the mm. profession is we just got a, a bunch of like fast fire five questions um, oh. for you to answer as well so i'll go first um if you could have anyone at a dinner party who would it be oh there's so many people i would One. um yeah heaps i would think like maybe arnold schwarzenegger you know as it you know yeah he's he's, he's lived a life and the things that he's achieved and i think he'd be fun too the um i think he'd be a fun dinner guest is so. and um, yeah, he's got a lot of stories. I imagine. Have you? Yeah. Can you do it? Can you do an Arnie impersonation? <laughs> I'm bark. <laughs> I'm bark. You know what? That was so quick. Get that was like you were. Get the chopper. Get the chopper. You were so good. Yeah. I thought you'd be like, oh no, 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 no. I, I, I listened to his book um, recently. I listened to a lot of Audible, and I listened to his book, and just amazing. His story is, you know, from, from starting a construction company, 
you know, doing being Mr. Universe, then being a movie star, you know, being the governor, you know, and he's made a lot of mistakes along the way too, which everyone I'm knows gonna, about. But um, you know, he's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing fella. So I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna I'm a such a book, I have to read the book. So I'm yeah. gonna get that book. Yeah, it was a good book. I, definitely, definitely a good book. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Spence, favorite cuisine. Oh, I would say I'm plant-based. So I, I, I love I love I love Italian. Love Indian, but I'd say Italian, like fresh Italian, you can't go wrong. Love bread. Yes. Oh, yeah, plant, plant based diet for the last year. And even before that, I was basically vegetarian and my whole family were plant based. So I was going to say, Asha, is your wife, did that come from your yeah. wife or was that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. She was a strong influence, you know, that's for sure. We always so are. I was, I, was, I was the only one who would order the meat, would go out, you know, um, and so it's just a matter of stopping that and many reasons why I have. So, yeah. Good yeah. on you. But, um, yeah, it's good. Okay, I cop a, a bit of flack for it, you know. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, well. we're hey, we we've got so many vegan friends, pescatarian friends, flexitarian friends. It's yeah, yeah we love you know, everybody. I, I, I said we we gave it was just more just for our own just personal curiosity. Gave a vegan diet to go for like thirty days, yeah. um, and yeah. I actually enjoyed. it. I thought it was it was all right, and I sort of came out with the biggest barrier. Um, I thought to people going on a plant-based diet with the people that are hard out advocating for it. Mm-hmm. They just, yeah. I don't know, they kind of give it like a weird, weird vibe and a weird cliche around it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I might, I might, it's easy for me because Ash does all the planning, you know, she, we, we eat awesome food at home. It's amazing yeah. food. And then when you go out, you know, it's, it's getting easier. Some places have got no idea still, but the majority of them understand, you know, yeah. Um, and any good restaurant can cook you up an awesome pasta without any yeah. dairy in it. And that <sighs> awesome pasta. Come yeah. to the Gold Coast. They nail it. Okay. Yeah. Best piece. I'm, hey, I'm actually super. This is okay, my you question. Go. You're jumping in. You did cuisine. All right. Go. Uh, if I don't cut her off, Spence, I don't get a word. Yeah, right. So I just got to put a stake in the ground and claim it's mine. Yeah. Um, best piece of advice you've ever been given. And I'm sure you've got some great ones too. Yeah. I, you know, this, I get, you know, my fam, my grandma, my dad, my mum, you know, like my family are big influence in my life. Um, and good role models. So they have plenty of advice. But, um, probably one was my late business partner. He, um, mm. he, he, you know, he, and that was, the, the, it was probably bite off more than you can chew and chew like crazy. You know, <laughs> another word, not crazy. I was going to say he would have said another and, word. And, uh, and I think that one stuck with me and I've used, you know, I think that stuck with me. It's like, you know, have the confidence and conviction and to be able to, you know, throw, put yourself out there, you know, and, um, and yeah, put you in a, yourself in the situations and you have the confidence you can pull it off. You know, and I think he told me that when I was in my early 20s. And there I am as an early 20 year old sitting in a, in a business meeting, giving advice to a, a businessman who's, um, who's taking advice from a young 20 year old. You know, and that was, um, you know, and he, he, he encouraged me to say, yeah, you know more than most people because of all the study you've done and all these life experiences. So, you know, bottle you can chew and chew like hell. So, I yeah. love that. I'm going to yeah. actually take that one on. There's, mm. We've had quite a lot of people give us amazing advice, but I'm like, and I loved Peter. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's yeah. going to be my new and, one. And he always, you know, you throw people in the deep end and they'll swim, you know, give them the opportunity. And, if, you know, you support them and they'll pull through. So rather than, you know, giving them the opportunity to, to push themselves. So, yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And I've always lived by that. And, I, and, I, and with my team, I do the same, put them in. Put them in situations, so give them support, put them in situations where they can grow. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. I love I that like one. That. Yeah, yeah. It's like taken, great. stolen. <laughs> um, okay. So, what I'm gonna, I, again, I, I'm excited to hear this. What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, I loved, I loved, um, what, 
because I, I grew up in um, Papua New Guinea and also in Africa. What? And uh, yeah, I did all my school. And I, I was always I was born on a farm. So I've always loved animals. So I always wanted to be something to do with animals. I was either a zoologist, a vet. And I was like, I never got good grades, so I couldn't be a vet. And then, I, you know, I didn't really want to be doing surgery on animals. I just loved, you know, when I was a kid, just loved being around animals. So, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. What I want to do is work with animals. So then I did. A, I started doing a degree in science and in business. And I thought, hang on, you know, as I got older, I was like, hang on, more and more towards business. Yeah. More towards, yeah. I needed to understand what an accountant did. So we talked about their accountants. So, so yeah, and I just yeah. Zoologist, so different. It's funny because the last guest, Joel Brown, that we just had on the podcast, yeah. he wanted to be a zoologist as yeah. well. Yeah, cool. I think, you know, the animals are amazing. So yeah. Yeah. it's just a matter of how do you, you know, you have to have such a strong passion with how do you, how do you make a living? Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, and when you, when commercial reality kicks in, you know, you know, take that, you know, as you grow up, so hang on, how am I going yeah. to, unless you're really, really, really passionate about it, you'll find a way. But yeah. um, I obviously, obviously wasn't that passionate about it. Money yeah. I, you know, I had, a, I had a pet monkey that we got, you know, I had a little Max, you know, the vervet monkey, and I always had, had, had a crocodile, stayed at a croc farm. You know, we always had plenty of pets and around since I was a little kid, so. How cool would it be to have a pet monkey as a kid? I know. Yeah, it was, it was, a, uh, it was certainly taught me responsibility because luckily I'm a baby. You yeah. Know, I was, yeah, it's full on. So it's not as fun as you think. It's like having a baby, you know. Okay, like, they can be little savages too, can't they? Oh, yeah. If they don't get their way, they attack. You know, I think, um, especially the vervet, the vervet, they're not the smartest monkey, so they got a little monkey brain, so if they don't get their way, they're just, they yeah. can't, control, can't control their emotions, they're into it. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, and our last question before we really kick this off, um, what's your superpower? Oh, superpower. Business. So I, even have one, I would say, <laughs> I would probably say connecting with people and mm. um, and yeah, just because, you know, to grow a business or to have clients, you need to be able to connect and understand people from all walks of life. And I think that also came from my background growing up in Papua New Guinea and Zambia and having changed school, going to boarding school, multiple boarding schools. You need to be able to get along with people, connect with people. And I think that made my, yeah, made this my, I suppose it's in my business, uh, I can connect with people. It's a matter of, you know, um, and it's net, networking, let's say, but I don't know if that word networking. Um, yeah, getting along with people. Yeah, maybe a bit of resilience too. Yeah, you know, you know take you know, roll the punches. That's that's yeah. life and that's business, and then just keep keep swinging. I love that you just said that though as your superpower. And it's such a like it. We never know how it's going to go or where the conversation's going to flow. But it's funny because I had said to Morgan off recording and off the mic, I said, you know, when I think of Spence. I was like, I was 18 and I remember thinking he was like the mayor of Perth because he knew, everybody. I felt like he knew yeah. and you did, everybody. Yeah. I get given, I get given crap by, uh, by, by, by actually Chris at work here. Cause I, I you know, so many people that I know and he's like, oh, you, you probably know that person, don't you? Yeah. Probably know that person. But you know, that's the thing. It's just talking to people, saying hello to people, um, you know, that's getting to know people, paying attention, you know. That's what I was going to ask you though. So being that king connector and you are, so I'm like, oh, I love that you said that's your superpower. Cause I'd said that to Morgs. I said, Spence just knew everybody. He was such an amazing connector. What do you then, I mean, you said it, say hello, um, be interested. What's like the top tip you would say? Yeah. Cause your network I, I, is your I, net worth. Yeah. I would say following through, like trying to connect people. I think that's what it is. So if you can connect someone with someone who they'll get along, they'll be friends or they've mm. got business interests that aligns, connect them, send an email, do an intro, give them a call, say, I want to meet this person. And it, take, you know, it takes a little bit of time out of your day, but in the end it pays dividends. 
And I've just always done it, not for any other reason. It's just a matter of, well, that's life. It's about who you know, not what you know. And I think, um, and yeah, making sure you always connect with people and it comes back to you. Um, well, I think that's so true. I think as what we probably didn't mention at the start of this was that Anna used to work for you. I think I did. And it was, did you? I don't know if we did. You'll probably say it in the, it's probably said in the introduction, but um, it was so funny because the, obviously the people that she met through working through you was ultimately what allowed her to move into politics. Absolutely. That's my story. I always say to people, like I get, I get interviewed and everyone wants to always know how I got into federal politics. And I say, it was the connection from my very first job in an accounting firm where you and Pete had said, um, speak to the, you've got the network and the connection. And um, it was the clients at Acute at a networking event that had dropped my name to this federal member of parliament a couple of times yeah. as this young girl looking for another job. And um, yeah, and that's how I got into politics. Absolutely. Of- and, and I think it also came down to your personality. And like, you know, we, you know, we've had plenty of receptionists over time and then admin and you you sat out the front and you'd talk to everyone and pay, you know, be interested in anyone who walked through the door, you know, the public personality. You know, we have receptionists, who don't, receptionists in the past who don't don't like to talk, who don't pay any attention, don't acknowledge anybody. Yeah, you know, they're not they they don't get they don't get anywhere because they don't put themselves out there. They're not interested in other people, and 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 maybe they wonder why they don't and actually grow. It's like because you don't talk, you don't pay attention, you know, show interest in other people. Well, uh, it's that whole thing about be interested, not interesting. Yeah, as well, yeah. and having genuine curiosity and asking questions and, and getting to know people and, and opens up a lot of doors and Absolutely. opportunities as well that you otherwise wouldn't have had. Absolutely. Uh, just having the confidence just to say hello and how are you going? What are you up to? Yeah. You know, what do you do for a living? You know, where do you live? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. yeah. It just breaks down all the barriers. To it's hard for a lot of people. Because Did you have a, a pe- pet monkey? Yeah. yeah we, <laughs> but I think it's hard for a lot of people because, you know, as children, they're raised to, you know, speak when you're spoken to, don't talk to strangers, all that sort of stuff as well. So there's a bit of, bit of childhood programming that needs to be absolutely through there but it's all mindset all right so spence i want to go here because i i honestly i mean i'm like i i say to people all the time they're like who's your account i'm like we've got the savant of business and and tax and finance i really think that about you because i've watched you and i would love to go like we might go here as well but i'd love to go into the story because i remember anyway I'm like, we will, yeah. of how you kind of became the director and the, the, the owner now of Acute. Um, but you are our accountant. You are someone that I have, you know, we were always going to circle back. So we've gone off and started out in network marketing now. And um, we just refer everyone to you because you guys are the kings. Um, but lots of people listen. So we've got uh, network marketers that listen. A lot of network we've marketers got too, yeah. business people that listen. We've got um, people that want to start businesses. We've got the king. So can you tell people off the, he has got no idea the questions. We didn't give him questions before, but what would your top three pieces of advice be for anybody that wants to start business or be in business or have a business or is looking at business? Yeah. Hey, Spence, just before, sorry, just before you do, mate, I might just, um, are you able to move a little bit closer towards Mike? That's all just because I don't want people to miss out on this because I know it's going to be really good. Good stuff. Well, it's, I think, so it, it, I suppose having a, having a passion for something um, would be, in, uh, you know, and doing the planning. So, you know, I think, I think you know, because like starting a business, what does that actually mean? Like mm. there's so many different ways that you can earn money. And then what is a business? So you can have a business that's really a job because it's, it needs your personal service. It needs the hours that you put in. Or you can have something, you know, there's, 
in new age businesses these days, which are things are online where you can find a really good product and um, and you can sell it, and it's it's extremely scalable. So it's about what's what what what's you know what do you want to achieve? Like what is the business? And then doing a lot of the plan. I think slowing down, slow down, and plan it out. So I think that's that's a big one. And then I think surrounding yourself with with successful people or people who can provide you like with a mentor. You don't have to pay for it. Mentor or a coach, um, and 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 learning on. Um, other people's mistakes so making sure you're running it past everyone like you know don't keep it a secret this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm planning on doing um you know i'm trying to trying to stress test it look at all the risks you know plan for worst case scenario as well i think you know because you've got to be realistic here um and and i think then yes running yourself and getting the right advice or getting you know speaking speaking with a good accountant you know um Speaking with other successful business owners, you know, ask for a bit of their time, go and speak to them, let them know what you're up to, get some advice. Because, you know, we've all got battle scars and happy to share them with others to make sure, you know, learn from other people's mistakes. So, mm. um, yeah, and then I think doing your planning because it's all about cash flow is king, you know. So making sure you've got the appropriate cash flow and the capital behind you. Um, and is it going to be organic growth? So starting small and, you know, and setting goals, having a vision, writing it down. You know, write down your plan and write down what you want to achieve. Um, and, and yeah, and then measuring yourself against that. I love it. And this is what I want people to understand. This is the biggest thing I always think I say in business. I know we're network marketing. So I don't call myself necessarily an entrepreneur because I think we don't carry the risk, risk. Of, risk yeah. entrepreneurs do. We're so lucky that we, I mean, we choose it. Um, but I always say that you imagine you're an accountant. Ultimately, I mean, you own that accounting firm. You're way more than just an accountant. Um, but you, but ultimately, I'm like, here you are as an accountant. I'm like, we could be speaking to a personal development coach right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've always said to people, you have to have. So I want to, I want to pick out one of those things that you said, like the planning and have a good accountant and obviously mm-hmm. mentors and things like that. But I think that so many people, I don't know, what would you say the number one thing is where people fail in business? Well, this is what I was going to say. I'd be really interested to see like, what are the things like, you know, and I'm sure you've had cases where you have sat down with a client and you're like, listen, don't do this. And they just go out and do it anyway. And I'm sure people repeat these, these common things, but. Yeah. I think if, if, so if someone's got a good business where they would normally fail is, is taking their eye off the ball and trying to do different things, not 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 focusing on their engine room, mm. and which and then they put their engine room at risk because they try other things, which then blows up the engine room. So yeah. I always, you know, don't. There's always you can do other, you know, dream and aspire to do other things and pivot, but make sure you're looking after the main engine room mm. because that's what that's that you you know you've done done that successfully. It's producing the return. So keep focusing on that whilst you're doing other things, unless you're totally over it but then maybe it's time to sell or transition out of that business before you try something else. So spreading yourself too thin, um, I see is an issue. Then with people with startup businesses, I think sometimes when it gets too hard, people quit um, and, or they don't, they're not willing to pivot. So they can't, they're not, cause maybe they're not talking to people. Maybe they're not, um, you know, maybe yeah, they've, they've tried one way and, and it's not working. So then they'll quit. Um, you know, it's not, and this is if you're trying to do something di- different outside the norm. Yeah. Um, so, and then I think internally, like myself, you know, having, why well, I became partner at an early age, obviously treating the business as if, as if it was my own. You know? Yeah. I worked as if acute was mine. 
um, I referred family, friends in, and was able to grow the business all of just getting a salary, but I treated it as it was mine. So then yeah. I was offered to buy in because nothing was smart on Peter's behalf to say, um, you know, offer me to, to, to buy in because potentially I could have left after, you know, I was there for three years, I was 27 and he offered me to buy half. And because potentially I could have left and taken the clients that I brought and people with me, which I wouldn't have done, but I think it was clever for you. But he took a risk, he's, he's 15 years older than me, and offered a 27 year old to buy half of your business. Um, mm. You know, and then I, you know, and then having the conviction to, 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 to say yes, um, yeah. and go for it, you know, put your, put your, put your ghoulies on the line and go wow, for it. Wow, yeah, that's um, the you know, and that's another thing where I see people, um, and that's, that's, you know, people who don't have the, the confidence, let's say, that, that they, you know, and that comes from their upbringing, I would, I would say, um, yeah. to not want to take that leap of faith and have the responsibility because, you know, being a business owner, there's a lot of things you've got to take care of um, to make sure, you know, compliance is a big one. That's my, you know, where my role is, is a big one because everyone, you know, sure thing is death and taxes and you've got to manage <laughs> You know, you've got to manage your taxes. It's just something that you've got to pay the government. Um, yeah. It's not, you know. No free all, money. No free money. You've got to try and minimise it at every single angle. There's clever ways you can minimise it. You can't avoid yeah. it um, and you've got to pay it. So it's just about having, having the planning. We see it so much in, in network marketing. I mean, yes. Just across the industry where people. Like free money. Well, they go from being an employee and now they've got this, this income coming in. And they're like, well, then they get a tax bill. Well, what's tax? What's GST? Like, and we're talking, I want to preface that by saying, I'm not talking small amounts here. (laughs) No, we're talking about leaders. So we're talking about people like, like, you know, earning six figures or multiple six figures or, you know, close to seven figures. And they don't even have a relationship. They they might not even have an accountant, which is terrible. Like, they've spent the money as well. well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's not, that's not, there's no sustainability there. And that's, that's a surefire for disaster, you know? And so, Anything we do, we've got to run, you know, anything you do, you've got to run and plan your cash flow and, and pay the government and, and then put the rest to work for you, whether you're putting it back in your business or you're making it work for you with passive, passive investments. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, t- I totally go, I see lots of tradies, I see um, lots of SOPs, you know, um, sole traders and even companies not putting the money aside. They're using it to grow their business or they're using it for personal use mm-hmm. instead of paying the tax man. And then I don't know what that, where they think it's going to come from when the time the bill comes. Like, where are you going to pull it from? You've gone and spent it. You've bought a new car. You've gone on a holiday. You've, um, you know, and you haven't planned for it. Yeah. And then and you're I always think- playing catch up. Always yeah. catch up. I remember even as a receptionist, so I always tell this story, even yesterday I was coaching a mentor and some youth on this, on Zoom and there was hundreds of them. And I had said to them how my first job, I said, you know, because people always ask me where my passion for entrepreneurship came. And I say acute, like my very first job in an accounting firm, because as a receptionist, I used to stick the back of tax returns. So I learned about money because I would, and I loved it. I loved flicking to the back because I'd look at employees and be like 20 grand, 50 grand. And then I'd flip to the back of companies and be like hundreds of thousands, half a million, millions, 2 million, and be like, well, I want that. I don't want that. But I remember as a receptionist taking the calls from people that stress business owners and company, because it's just, it's, it's. The, the norm, sadly, almost in business. This is why I wanted you on because I'm like, we can start the conversation um, more about financial literacy for everybody. Yeah. Imagine that the world changed, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But playing catch up and not mm-hmm. planning. So it's yeah. like, I think what you said, because I thought you'd be like, get a good accountant, but you're like, 
A, do what you're passionate about because you have yeah. to want to get up and, and you know, yeah. go to bed late and get up early. But B, plan. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say C, like get a good accountant. Like I'm putting that in there because yes. I think, and I always say you should have a relationship. Like our mentor, um, he always says, David, he was like, he's like, I play golf with my, um, banker. with my banker and, and my you know, my, have my accountant over for dinner. And I'm like, if we lived in Perth, we'd a hundred percent be like Spence come for dinner. I think you should have that relationship in my opinion with those important, like an accountant, a banker, a lawyer. Um, so can we go there for me? And it's not like have a relationship with them, but what would you then say for these people that that are listening? And let me tell you, Spencer, we have lots of listeners who, especially during COVID, lots of network marketers, lots of business owners, lots of coaches, lots of lots just, of just individuals. Yeah. 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 That are stressed and yeah. maybe are like, fuck, I've even I've been hiding from my taxes or like getting my finances in order. What would you say to them? Look, because I want people mm. to get a good accountant. This is like I'm really passionate about this. Yeah. So, so I what's the number, like, what are the three things people yeah. should look for when yeah. getting a good, looking for a good accountant? Yeah. I think first of all, you've got to look at yourself and go, am I willing to take advice and mm. am I going to get my shit in the gear? Mm. Um, because, you know, accountants aren't magicians. It's, it's, it's a relationship and, and, and it's a two-way relationship. Yeah. So you need to be willing to get help and you're willing to do things to make sure your accountant can help you. So, and then a good accountant, I think more should be focusing on the, try, trying, to, trying to get the client to focus on the future because the compliance stuff, get it, keeping everything up to date. And that again is a two-way relationship mm. because you can't, uh, accountant, accountant can't do their work if you're not providing the information and keeping your records up to date and accurate. And um, yeah, and I think just, you know, it's that, as you say, that's a relationship. It's a two-way relationship, keeping in touch, working together having clear, clear defined um, scope. So what the client's going to do, what's their role and what's the accountant's role. So um, as I said, accountants aren't magicians, but a good accountant should be minimizing your tax, communicating with you to make sure you know when your deadlines are, keeping you compliant, um, and then helping you forecast forward um, and offering, you know, offering to help you with the forward looking for, you know, planning forward. And so, you know, sometimes you, you can't lead a horse to water. So, you know, I think, from our perspective, we like to be proactive and try and forecast all of our business clients in May or April, May, as soon as Mark ticked over, we're looking at, okay, this is where you're at. This is the tax you paid. What's the next three months going to look like? Um, this is where, you know, what your tax looks like. How do we minimize your tax? And so they already know, it can be within 5% or even exact, they know exactly what tax you're going to have to pay and when you're going to pay it. So then you go, cool, I've got some spare money. I'm going to update my website. I'm going mm. to buy some more inventory. Um, you know, I can actually use the money. I can actually go on holiday because I've got my tax sorted and I've got spare cash. Um, you know, I can acquire a new business, whatever it is. Because no matter what, you if you want to get bank funding or access to capital, you need accurate and timely financial information. Yeah. And if you don't have that, you're going to struggle to raise money from anybody because you can't show them the financial position. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, that's why, I mean, you guys obviously are our accountants and young James there looks after us as well. But you think thing about you guys is it's super proactive. We'd spoken to James a couple of times in the last couple of years about, you know, when's the right time to buy a car, what's available to us. And when there was some, um, you know, some extra things released by the government around, um, you know, incentives, incentives to buy cars. And he was straight onto it with us. Now's a good time. Yeah. And actually, so that's, more, we took that advice and it's worked out really well for us as well. Yes, so I think, as a reference for James, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 he is, he's a gun. 
absolutely. He's an absolute gun. You know, he's, he's a young Spencer Hoy. Yeah, he totally is. He's, I like, said he's, this. he's very passionate about what he does and he and he cares about his clients. So I think yeah. um, but you know, it's also Morgan, it's up to you, you know, up to you guys to reach out as well, you know. And mm. and and he'll be he'll get back in touch like we like like a proactive accountant will do. Yeah. If you've got an accountant who doesn't reply to you within, you know, we all try to reply within so you know, to the, you know, within, within a couple of days. If your accountant hasn't replied or at least give you a phone call, then you don't have the right accountant. Yeah. Um, listen listen and, to that, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, because I get people saying, "Oh, I can't, you know, send them an email, a phone call, never get a return." You know, and that's a challenge for me. I need to make sure that I keep delegating, and you know, as my business grows, you know, but I've got awesome people, the team. So yeah. really, it's up to the accountant to try and, you know, I'll I'll get back to people, and I, and I need to keep working on that. But in the end, James and and the team are there. They're always responsive. They'll be back to you within a day, and yeah. um, and they're they're up to the latest, like they're up to the latest information, and can um, answer a question really quickly and yeah. easily to help you make decisions. That's and great. I said that to Morgs, I loved, and this is, again, this is so important. I know we can go anywhere with this, but I just think if people can get this, cause I think, like you said, the, the two certain things in life are death and taxes. And I had just done a call and we were talking about financial literacy in for people in 2020. And I think more than ever, and, and more than ever Spence, I think that the world is moving, we're moving to automation, like business and side hustles yeah. are becoming the norm. And I truly believe that it's not a matter of if people start a business or let's say a side hustle, like a side venture or network marketing, whatever it is, um, mm. it's a matter of when. And yeah. I think that it, it can and will get a lot of people into trouble, like Morg said, because they're mm. coming from that employee mindset. Free money. Them, free money. Where yeah. they might not, or they might not even, have, they might have done their, I can't remember how you do own tax, e-tax. Is that still around? Yeah, e-tax. Yeah. E-tax, right? Yeah. And it's great. It's my, so, gov, my gov portal. Yeah, there you yeah, go, right. my gov portal. But I think that it's so important to have an account if you're looking at, I mean, even as a family, I think if you have a, a home and, and other things. So the fact, and my biggest thing for me, I remember uh, with Acute when I worked there as a receptionist, it was always, you were super proactive. And truth be told, and you know this, because I think I'd bumped into you in a bar and that's how we came back under Acute. But when we started in network marketing, we had taken advice, rightly so and amazingly, from you know million dollar earners in the company. And that we said, well, who are your accountants? Because you do, you kind of want to go with yeah, people yes, that we, want yeah. network marketers. Yeah. Anyway, so we went and had this meeting with this firm. I think I, you probably don't even remember this story. And I sat there with the direct, so you, so like the director of the firm. And I hadn't worked in accounting since I was 20, turning 21. So at that stage, five, six four, years. Five years. Yeah. And I was like, I had to be, I was like, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, they're so um, reactive. They're not proactive. Yeah. And then I bumped into you and I will well, never on. forget. Then we left and he sent us a four figure bill. Yeah, yeah. For doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, but I bumped into you, Spence, and I'll never forget this. I said, Spence, oh my God, I can't believe I've, you know, I was 25. And I said, we've just started network marketing and rah, rah. And um, I just have concerns about my accountant. And you were like, well, you know what to do. Like, trust your gut, Anna. You were like, trust your gut. You know, we'll always look after you. Come, you know, come back as a client almost, but trust your gut. And even like as a, as a girl that was into like woo woo and personal development, the fact that an accountant was telling me, trust your gut, like do, do what's right for you. Like they might be right. They might not. Anyway, we came back under and ever since for us, I'm proud as seven years into network marketing, we are so across our tax. We've net, we pay our tax early. All of our bases are up to date because yeah. of 
a good accountant and a great relationship with two-way and everything else. Yeah. Which okay. is no, so you go. No, I said agreed. And that's why it's up to you, you know, up to the, up to the person to make sure that they are seeking out someone who that they can work well with and, um, and have a relationship with. Um, because if you're not getting the advice, you're not, you know, you've got something you, this is not right, then move on. Yeah. And I think our, you know, for our business is, is all referrals. So, you know, and which shows that, you know, we, we obviously do a good job because our business is growing and it's, and it's based on referral. People yeah. think about us, which is, which is a great testament to the team, you know, and we want to keep, keep doing that. And, um, yeah, and hopefully we can keep growing and it's all through referrals, looking after people. Yeah, that, that's what we run off pretty much as well. Yeah, totally. Like referrals are the best, the best way to do business because people, people, people know, like, and trust someone there, and a referral from them is is better than some billboard or yeah, Facebook yeah, campaign or something like that as well. Hey, but one thing I wanted to ask you as well um, is is what I've heard, I've, what is auditing insurance and how important is it? Should people have it? Should an accountant have it? Like, I, I it's more yeah. of a personal question, but um, yeah. Um, yeah, so auto insurance is you, you pay a you pay a fee and it's not expensive, um, an annual fee. Um, and then if you get audited from the ATO, then the, the accountant's fees are covered by the insurance. Yeah. So if you've got a uh, you know a GST review and let's say the accountant's fees three thousand dollars, well you don't pay that. The insurance company pays the accountant the accounting fee. So in order to get it, the accountants need to registered. Um, you know. You can get it. You can get individual insurance, mm-hmm. but normally an accounting firm would, would would sign up with like an Australian accountancy insurance company, and um, and then roll it out to their roll it out to their clients. So that's one thing that we're looking at rolling out. I've been meaning to. I've got the documents. I just need to roll it out because I think the ATO are going to come down really hard. There is the you know the government aren't just giving out free money. They're, yeah. they're going to, they're going to get gnarly once this smoke clears from this COVID. And they're going to be hungry because people might have been desperate and claiming things they shouldn't or not paying tax yeah. um, in line. And that gives everyone un- other others an unfair advantage. The tax, the ATO is there to make sure everyone's got a level playing field. Because if you've got yeah. a competitor who's not paying their tax, mm-hmm. that means they're making more money than you are. And they, you know, and that's unfair. And plus yeah. they need the money to keep the country running. So um, we, you know, as, as accountants, as, as acute, we certainly don't have a high number of audits. We have very rare, rare audits because yeah. obviously the ATO know who we are. They've got algorithms and they can search to see who's overclaiming, who's not. Yeah. Uh, and so there will be accountants out there that'll be on the radar. So if you're a client of an accountant who your gut tells you that something's There's not right, right, you know, you're going to be an audit target. Um, yeah. That whole that whole accounting firm and all their all their clients are going to be audit targets. Yeah. So wow. there's you know there's no silver bullet out there. You got to pay your tax, yes, minimise it, but um yeah and you know sometimes you, you know someone can get audited. Normally there's a reason why the ATL audited. So it yeah. can be random sometimes, but they're 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 running a business too. They're yeah. looking, they're not going to go out there and just audit people for no reason. There's, you get someone's given them a reason to audit you, whether you've overclaimed something which is outside the average if you're an employee. If you're a business, your turnover's great, but your profit's not high. You know, um, yeah, you're claiming big GST credits, which doesn't make sense. You know, they'll, they'll have indicators. They're not going to waste yeah, their time searching and searching and hunting people for no for no reason. Yeah, because I'm sure for a little bit that's not that's like the greatest fear for a lot of people. Even even if you're squeaky clean, yeah. the stress that comes along with being audited as well. So it's it's it could be something that is worthwhile people. Looking I think at as well. I think I think I feel that um, which is. 
I feel people that's sort of unnecessary why people worry so much because you get war stories. You know, and someone tells you, but you know, why if someone says that oh, it was a horrible experience, so it's like, well, what did you what, why were they ordering me? Like very as I said, very fair yeah. that H is gonna come through and go through every single transaction, every single document. Normally they go they'll come and order you for one particular reason. It might be GST, it might be PAYG, it might be Office of State Revenue for payroll tax, it might be stamp duty. You know, they don't come and just go through everything. And if yeah. anyone has had that, there's some, there's going to be an unlikely. Oh, okay, you've done something. Yeah. But, you know, those stories are out there. <laughs> You'll have it. And, yeah. I think, and I think it works in the ATO's favour for people to be to be scared. And, yeah. and and there are penalties to make sure people stick to the rules. Because otherwise, as I said, people getting an unfair advantage because they don't pay their tax like the, like the people who do it properly are, they're getting yeah. an unfair advantage. It's not, a, not a, an even playing field. So the ATO need to keep the playing field even to make sure yeah. people are getting getting ahead by not doing the right thing. thing yeah. And again, I'd, I'd offer to that, that it's like, have a good accountant and you like, cause I never stress. Yeah. Like, and, and yeah. cause I just, it's that relationship. We do the right thing. You guys are amazing yeah. at what you do. So it's just like, Absolutely. we don't, I carry zero stress. And I even know if we were, it's like, well, you guys will like, yep. they'll, I don't we'll know. Sort it out. And you know, if anyone, if the ATO ever called any of our clients, they said, don't speak to them. Never. So I speak to my accountant. That's what you got an accountant for. Yeah. That's, that's what our job is. So anytime an accountant, an ATO ever calls a client, never speak to them. Just say, you need to speak to my accountant. Because like you don't, one, you don't know who they are. There's so much, there's so much scamming going scamming, on. Scamming, yeah. This is so why, why, is the ATO calling, why is the ATO calling you and you've got a tax agent? You say, I pay a tax agent to, to speak. You know, they can speak to you. They're the experts. They're the ones that look after my, my tax and my accounting affairs. Ring them. It's like when the police yeah, call me and tell them to speak to my lawyer. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do that all the time. I don't know. No, but that is I, such good advice. And I think that people need to act because in fact, just to offer, you know, because at the moment, the scams at the moment are so high. So, yeah. Yeah. We, I had one the other day, but we, I'm just like, yes, yes, kind sir. Goodbye. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it is. So to, to safeguard yourself, get a freaking accountant. Um, but then if the, that should be the default. We'll speak to my accountant, bye, hang up. And because you're right, because I know for us, all of our mail, everything, like contact details is you guys. It's a kit. So we kind of yeah. get it second. And so why would the ATO be calling you? So that's yeah. the thing, like, who are you? Why are you calling me? Bring my tax agent and then if they, you need to speak to my tax agent or tell me that I need to call you. Yeah. Because who are you? You could be anyone. Anyone. Yeah. yeah now staying on this, because I think like obviously, because you said, and it's my concern, I think more so, I was going to say, you know, I've got this really, I'm so grateful for my um, work history of accounting firm and then politics because it's this really interesting dynamic where I got to see companies and share like everything, basically finances, and then left that to go into politics. And you said it, you were like, the government's going to be hungry. The ATO is going to be hungry. I'm, I always, I keep saying to Morgan, the government can't keep printing money. Like it's, that's just not going to happen. It can't prop the nation up forever. It just can't. Um, so what do you see as someone's deeply entrenched in business and obviously dealing with ATO with everything that's gone on and still happening with COVID? What are some things that you forecast or you're sort of getting some of your clients ready for positively or negatively in the yeah. next say year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, we've always, as I said, we're always planning forward to make sure clients have got their mm -hmm. tax money put aside. Mm -hmm. And so at the moment, if, there's the, you've got the ability to defer tax until September. Basically, blank has been affected by um, COVID, COVID. So 2019 tax, it's not paid and people are stressing they haven't paid it. 
Um, it's a matter of contacting the ATO, getting a payment arrangement, or at least deferring your tax until the 14th of September. The ATO are doing that. And then work out a payment arrangement going forward. Um, so, you know, the, the ATO are being very lenient with, with, with payment arrangements because um, they totally understand beyond people's, some people's circumstances, some business circumstances. So then to protect yourself, if you're a company or a business out there that's owed money, you need to be really careful because, you know, what terms have you allowed those people? I think at the moment, at the end of this year, there's going to be a lot of receiverships, a lot of insolvency because mm. right now um, the ATO is not pushing the button on, on, on chasing people who haven't paid. Um, they will eventually. And, um, and then also companies who haven't been getting paid Aren't, aren't, aren't pursuing who owes the money yet because of the court system. And then, you know, there's, there's some rules out around put statutory demands out. It's got to be over 20,000. It's all been delayed. So come, come October, November, December, there's going to be a lot of, 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 of pain out there. Wow. And it will flow through to everybody um, in some shape or form. So I think if you are running a business and you're owed money, make sure that you're talking with who owes you the money and how they're going to repay you and how that's going to work. Make sure you're trying to collect funds as you can now. Um, and yeah, make sure planning, cash flow is king. Make sure you're planning your cash flow. Yeah. Um, there's tax, or there's payments to the banks. Um, yeah, because eventually, as Annie is saying, eventually it's something has to give. Like mm. um, there's no such thing as free money. We've got uh, some of our mentors keep saying they're like a storm is coming, like get get prepared. And even I think I mean they're sort of more coming from the position, um, Morgs Jen. Mm. Um, they're sort of saying almost, and I don't I'm I don't advise this. I mean I always advise this, but it's not like I'm saying this is what's going to save anyone whatsoever. But it's like look to start bringing in an income somehow. If it is in network marketing or selling some wares or selling yeah. a property, I don't know, like, but. I agree, and there's always, there's, in, there's always opportunity, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've seen businesses pivot now that didn't have a digital strategy. So they were, they were bricks and mortar and they'd always had their thought about it, you know, think mm. about, think about it. They were forced to do it and now mm. they're booming. Because yeah. they still have a good product. People used to walk in the shop to buy it. Now they're happy to buy it online. Yeah. So there's, you know, it's this is forced, you know, this, from the banks, all the banks employees are working at home. For, for years, banks have tried to work out how to work remotely. That within two weeks, they all went remote. That's all it cost <laughs> millions, millions and millions of dollars over the years to try and work this out. They were able to do it in two weeks. All these companies were. A lot of yeah. even small businesses were able to able to go digital, go put, put people remotely at home. The education um, system and, and that's from a need from a desk you know become desperate there's a need you needed to do it in order to continue doing business so it's amazing what what people can achieve and business can achieve when you have to do it when yeah. there's no other choice you do it yeah. um and so yeah i think and it's the same thing for same thing for employees out there if you've lost a job um there's 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 magnitude of ways these days that you can actually earn a living and, mm. and get some income coming in so um, I think, you know, I would say, do your research, listen to podcasts, you know, yeah. um, follow your passion and give it a crack. I love you say that. And um, because this whole thing about following your passion, I remember asking Peter, especially the late Peter, um, who I used to say to him, well, how can I earn the back of like, why, why do companies earn so much and employees earn so little? That's where my love of business started. And I remember he used to be like, ask them ask them, ask them. And I remember the one thing that they all always said was a like entrepreneurship solves a problem. 
Um, and I think the problem, there's tons of problems in the world to be solved right now. Um, and number two, it was follow your passion. It was always like, what, what do you love? And I remember starting um, a little online business, or not little, but like possibly an online dating website when I was 18. So I was working at a queue because it was like, well, the problem is that back then, like 18 year olds, it's worse today. Um, we're just kind of like not really dating. It was just like chill and chill not even Netflix. Um, and then my passion was kind of that was like dating and personality yeah. and everything. So Morg, did you swipe right, left or whatever you swipe? There was no swiping, mate. There, there, was, I no swiping. Think there, there was no, I don't even think there were touch phones. <laughs> no, the Nokia's mate, the old 3210s. <laughs> we always um, say, oh my God, imagine if we had to date in 2012, like we would be no, screwed. Be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey mate, just one question that's just, just, I know we're about to wind this up, but you mentioned like all these receiverships and insolvencies and things like that. Uh, and you know, all these essentially would have zombie companies that without the government assistance probably would have evaporated mm. anyway. Yeah. Um, how's, is that with people with share pot portfolios, mm. should they be concerned about that or just buckle in and write well, it out or? Well, it depends on what, and depends on what's in your share portfolio. Yeah, so okay. hopefully you've got a diversified share portfolio and it's not invested in penny dreadfuls yeah. that, um, yeah, that will be, will be affected. So yeah. I think having a, a, you know, how you lose money is um, panic and sell. Yeah. Not diversified enough. So you're all in one company um, yeah. or you're forced to sell because you run out of money and you've money. got to sell your, sell your portfolio to shit time. Like it's not yeah. a good time to be, it's a good time to be buying, um, not a good time to be selling if you don't have to, unless you have to, because you, yeah. need, you need to make ends meet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I remember sitting down with you one time and you explained, explained to me oh, as well okay. that I think I was about, you know, six, seven years after the last GFC and you had the grass and you're like, all the people who panicked and sold in the GFC, if they were able to hold on, not only would they have recovered everything, they'd actually be further in front. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you guys so. also taught us, because um, obviously Spence, you do like the business. I could be wrong now. Like, I don't know how, if the dynamics have changed, so forgive me or correct me. Um, but you run um, the the whole company, but the taxation side of it. And then Chris the runs the finance side of it. Yeah. So I'm the business advisory, tax advisory, and then Chris is the wealth management side yeah. of the business. Yeah. And, yes. and I and that's how. So I remember sit, coming in seven years ago and sitting, and Chris taught mm -hmm. us about dollar cost averaging, which was mm -hmm. amazing. But I love that it's always. So the way I look at it now, and we so we've got our shares is, but for us, and you and you've said it a hundred times on this podcast. It's oh, well, not a hundred, but like money in the bank. Ha, have that. Have cash is king. Yeah. Have yeah. cash. So yeah. that, that was our focus. And that was Chris. He sat with us. He's like, get money in the bank first. Like save, 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 save. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can start to diversify, which I Absolutely. love. And then getting some advice or doing your research because in, there's no silver bullet investing. It's slow and steady. It's all yeah. about strategy. You know, there's some people who get, who, who get lucky and pick a company and hold on to that company. Yeah. There's, you know, who does that? It's very, yeah. very rare. The people who create wealth, it's just slow and steady. It's making sure you're paying low fees and, and a diversified strategy and it's just consistent. Consistently, continually adding to that, um, minimizing your tax, minimizing it, you know, as low interest, making sure things are structured correctly and then just chipping away at it. You know, there's no silver bullet. There's just no yeah. get rich quick schemes. There's just no such thing. Yeah, I love um, you said that. Yeah, yeah it's, just, so it's a lot of hard work, resilience um, and, and making sure that you're managing your downside. What's your down, managing the risk, you know, because 
So, you know, someone tells you about this company and then you're all in on that company and it doesn't work out. Bang, there goes your capital that you've worked hard for. So, yeah. you know, there's no silver bullet. I think well, making sure if you're going to invest in something, you go, what am I willing to lose? And it depends on what we're talking about here. If this is something you're actively running, obviously more conviction than that because you've got total control. If you're investing in, in a little mining company um, that's everyone's saying is great, well, you've yeah. got no control over that. So what are you willing to lose? into that company not you know you can look at the upside what's the downside and if that's yeah. going to set you back for years to come don't do it yeah there's plenty, yeah. plenty of opportunities there is there is yeah. and it's low and steady you know yeah. you know the stock market up until this last you know up until when was it up oh, he's got the chart on the wall he's got the chart on the wall i got charts everywhere you know i'll show you the chart yeah get it i remember it's going into the offices and, and no. like, yeah and so the top blue line is the is the Australian stock market, you know, for the, since 1965. And if you invested $100 and left it, just left it, didn't do anything with it, today or at the, as of end of 19, it's worth 202000 That's 11% return, 11.7% return if you did nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone tries to, to buy and sell and, and you know, and um, the transaction costs and, you know, they get fear and greed, they buy more, they, they sell at the wrong time. And they don't get the return the market's going to give them. You just have, yeah. to, you have to have to. But then there's reasons why because maybe they've invested too much and they need the money, so they have to crystallize it at the wrong time. So. Well, someone told me like day trade, ninety five percent of day traders lose more than they make. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I'd more than Warren Buffett. He, I, I'm going to get it wrong, Spencer. You might know this story better or the facts, but I know that he he had that one million dollar bet. I know it was a million dollar bet, and I think he, I think it was a ten years or maybe five years. I think it was ten. Ten years. Ten year bet against like day traders, but essentially, yeah. And then he yeah. over his like long term mm-hmm. safe shares and five hundred. Yeah, yeah, and he cashed yeah. out. He won. He won a million dollars, and he he took yeah. took it, and I think he donated it in yeah. two thousand and five. And and he says, you know, what he, where would he put his money for his kids? He said, put it in a, an exchange traded fund with Vanguard in the market, and just and just leave it. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and it will compound. You know, you've got to be able to stomach the volatility, though. But yeah. if you don't need the money, it's long term. I wouldn't invest in the stock market unless you had a seven year term, you know, yeah. a long term, yeah. because you never know when the next corrections around. You know, in January, everything was looking great. December, the market was pumping. Next, yeah. next minute, the market dropped 30%. You know, if you just put all your money in and, and thinking it's going to continue on growing like it was, you know, you, you, no one ever knows. No one yeah. knows when there's a next correction and how bad it's going to be. But one thing is the world keeps spinning, money keeps spinning, and um, the stock market's not going anywhere, the banks aren't going anywhere. And, um, you know, diversification is king. And diversification across the globe, because now it's easy to invest around the world. You don't yeah. have to just look to Australia. Um, you can have an investment portfolio that has companies, a global, global, global portfolio very cheaply. Yeah. Awesome. And I love that because I, and I was saying in Mogs the other day, so I don't know, you probably would know about the micro, so it's like online micro investment apps. So Raise, mm-hmm. Spaceship, and obviously it's, again, I think everyone's moving to the network marketing model, but it's referral based. And so if you sign someone up, you can get a, a $5 or a $10 put into, I think it's amazing. I think it's great for people that. Um, obviously the thing with those ones is you, you are adding your own money continually, small yeah. bits over time. Yeah. Small bit. yeah. But again, yeah. you've got to have that long-term. So everyone that's yeah. listening, if you have it, you have to have yeah. that long-term yeah. And mindset. with that, I think that's a great, you know, as long as the, the fees are really low, 
and yeah. there's no smoke and mirrors and it yeah. is dollar cost averaging for you. So it's forced saving and it's putting it into a portfolio um, automatically for you in a very, very diversified way. I think that's, I think it's a great thing because yeah. um, if you're leaving up self, we're all busy, everyone's very busy and you might have the best intentions before you know it, six months is gone and you haven't done what you've planned to do. And then, so then you put all your money and then there's a correction. So that, that kind of dollar cost averaging out of sight, out of mind, just keep sticking to that keep strategy. But just making sure that the provider who's providing to is very low cost and, and, and the strategy, you know, behind the scenes, you actually are owning your shares, you know, yeah. you actually are the holder of those shares. Um, just to make sure, yeah, make, to make, to make sure that you're not going to blow up your capital. I remember Chris explained it to us and Morg's always still like, we'll be out like boozing and someone might ask him, he's like, oh, let me gather around. Like, that is, <laughs> give me my like, one piece of financial advice yeah, yeah. that I'm not actually qualified <laughs> Chris, to give you. Like Chris told him. <laughs> but it was always, um, and I loved this theory, but this is what he said to us. And I remember he said, um, so it's like in the, when it's dipped, it's, it's on sale, it's a on share's sale. on sale. Yeah. And when it's high, I can't remember exactly yeah. now, but when you it's know, Totally true, and and that, but you got to have the conviction because the whole media and everyone's saying the world's going to end. The I don't watch media, and you need, and that's the you know you need to have the conviction to say no, it's not. It just now everything's thirty percent cheaper than it was before. I was willing to buy yes. it before when it was thirty percent higher. Why am I not willing to buy it now when it's when it's when it's thirty percent cheaper? And well, the, yeah. it goes against human psyche, the fear and greed, you know. Yeah. And so when the market's pumping, you, you you've got the greed factor kicking in because you fear of missing out. You really want to get in on it. And then when it's crashed, then you fear. You fear for like everyone else. Oh, no, I don't want to go to the market, stock market. And that's you to reverse that. But that's hard to do. It's human nature. Well, I would mm. say turn off the television first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. Rubbish anyway. Yeah, I'm, it's rubbish. I'm like, don't, I don't watch the news. Ever since I left politics it's yeah. five, how long? Seven years ago, I don't watch the news. I'd rather watch the Wiggles with my kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's I learned more. I learned more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would though. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted, there was a last thing around the micro, but I had, there was a young woman I'd read, right? So people share it all online. There's these, um, applications essentially that raise and spaceship are the two ones that I know of and like, cause I know that they're, um, Legitimate. audited by ASICs and, yeah, and everything. Awesome. Um, but one girl had said, I said to Morgan, Oh, like she'd put money in, um, just before, I think it was like January say, I saw a comment yeah. and she's like, I hate this app. I can't believe you're promoting it on someone's wall. And she's like, I put $300 in and, um, you know, COVID hit essentially. And I lost 50%. So I pulled it all out. And I was like, <laughs> that's someone that shouldn't be invested. Like I was like, just no, exactly. put your money yeah, in exactly. the bank. Go to the casino. Yeah. It doesn't understand, you know, this is, it's a long-term thing. That's why she you need to have a seven year time horizon. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, that's what I'm thinking. It's like when you buy a house, you didn't buy a house thinking of flipping in a year, like good luck with that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the transaction cost. you know, it's, investing is long-term yeah. unless you're speculating. If you're speculating because you've got a good thing and you've got inside knowledge, um, but that's speculating, that's gambling. As you say, more, let's go to the casino, you know, yeah. you double your money within five seconds. Put it on red. Lose it all as well. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. it. Awesome. Hey, well, look, we've just, well, that was, that was uh, an hour just there. Goes oh. quick. I always get shocked by how quick it goes, but um, I know you've got, uh, you know, look at, we've just had in a financial, so you're probably flat out. So uh, we're going to let you go, but just thanks again so much for coming yeah. on and having a chat. And um, we're going to put all your contact details and, and where people can find you in the show notes and on our socials and things like that as well. Um, if people are out there looking for just a, a solid account and uh, good financial advice, um, they'll be able to find you through all that as well. Thanks, and I, I love, love what you guys are doing. 
um, then well done. Keep it up. You're certainly helping um, people with their future. So I think it's a great thing. Thanks, um, Thanks buddy. We're going to have, if you guys are, if you're listening and you're like, you loved this conversation and you want more, message Morgs and I, because I'm like, Spence, too bad. I'm going to like, not haul your services, but essentially like I love like what I love about these conversations is like Morgs keeps saying we'll get off and he's like people would have to pay so much money to you know not I mean but it's like you guys give so much all of our amazing guests and you especially and I think so much one of my passions is financial literacy and I think you I keep you are a king of it so I would love if you have loved this podcast but you have more questions or you want to dive deeper into saying let Morgs and I know and we'll get Spence back on yeah. um, and have more of a conversation because I think the more that we can bring people like you out to more people that no one gets accountants on podcasts, um, the more powerful and Absolutely. we can make change because they're going to change their world, which can change the world. So Absolutely. thanks, awesome. Spence. Thanks, Spence. Have a lovely day. Good to speak to you. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, we both hope you got something out of it that you can use to challenge your own status quo. And if you liked what you heard, it would mean so much to us if you shared this episode on your socials to help us get our podcast out in the world. Don't forget to tag us as well so we can thank you personally. And if you're loving the conversations, leaving a review on iTunes, simply by going to the podcast, scrolling down and clicking leave review will help even more people find us too. And we would be so grateful. And until the next episode, we will always be cheering on your success.